torture dungeon yeah. and he was like you know am i not the spawn of depraved blood and i just you know we dwell on this history of this blasphemous chamber where limbs were twisted and eyes were gouged and flesh burned uh, you know breathing this infernal air and this is the great you have to just imagine price doing this absorbing the miasma of barbarity which permeates these walls <laughs> yeah oh my god both both he, the dialogue he gets in both these films is fantastic so much to chew on <laughs> yeah like and and so he so he, he you know he's he's talking about that while he's you know you're you're we're starting to see you know elizabeth get possessed and want to go down there and actually maybe locking herself in the iron um maiden and you know letting out these like blood curdling screams and all of this which you know kind of made steel one of the original scream queens in in in, in a way yeah. um which is then though leads right into the second flashback of his own childhood which is i think what you were referring to right yeah. where like despite his you know being forbidden from his father's torture chamber the curiosity that the same one that kind of infected his wife kind of drew him to the chamber so he knew exactly what it was that kind of plagued her yeah but his was a more traumatic relationship because he saw his father kill his uncle and mother in the chamber for having a, an an affair and they basically say that, you know, he, he used hellish instruments and I felt ice cold premonition. Uh, you know, something was wrong, like darkening vapor and those just like crazy distortions as you get like um, the dad, Vincent Price, just like going nuts and axe murdering his brother. Yeah. And then like t- presumably torturing the mother to death, though we later find out that in in a different flashback that he actually entombs her in the walls and buries her alive. Right. This is just another which image is, we can't escape. Which <laughs> is also what sets him off to think that that could have possibly happened with Elizabeth. Um, and that causes yeah he's haunted just, by this memory and its resemblance to his wife's death obviously like this is actually what's making him so filled with with dread and guilt right yeah yeah he, there's this one part I think where he just starts screaming like true or something when he finds out that that is indeed possibly what happened to Elizabeth and then he feels guilty because he thinks like he thought she was dead so he properly buried her and I, I guess like the more I'm thinking about the the, the full context of getting what we doctors get, to check if people are dead <laughs> yeah or at the, least get that uh, bell the, going I've, I've seen that bell that they used to have in conference <laughs> just in case you know <laughs> so many Edgar Allan Poe stories could have been solved yeah. by just like checking pulses and, you know and, there's just yeah a hundred percent and the the thing about the full context of the movie too is like he really is a, a much more sympathetic character because once we get the full thing of what's happening he's really the one in this film being gaslit and and dri- oh, driven to madness and even though he does and we'll get to all these details he, he does become kind of the the evil itself um it is because of a betrayal and uh um, and so, yeah, the, his character here has a little bit more, it's, I, w- I don't know if it's more going on, but there's, there's a little bit more dynamic to his character because he himself doesn't really even know what's happening. Um, so he can kind of go oh, in sure. a bunch of different directions in that sense. Um, yeah, like I, I, I agree. Cause I, I think that this film like has a lot of the same kind of like cheap, economical visual imagination i liked about house of usher like corman once again the sort of like both decadent and decrepit kind of look of the production design the 
occasionally just like insane psychedelic dreaminess and the kind of violent irony imagery some of which obviously is just coming from poe but like i think he's still using to really great atmospheric effect and everything like that yeah um but it but but it is tied i do agree i think a little bit more effectively to because i because i i do like what they do in in house of usher and i think yeah, the poisoned definitely. house and the poisoned family tree and i do like the ambiguity of like is the brother you know just paranoid and kind of forcing this to happen or is it just is it actually some kind of supernatural curse like i like all of that mm -hmm. but there's something so much more kind of i think intense like in the moment intense about yeah. the subjective melodrama of the price character in this film i think it's because he just feels like more of the lead character we feel like yeah. you know he's the one who's kind of being put upon as the protagonist a little bit and you know the, the honestly the the young handsome guy who rolls up to the house is kind of like a little bit more of like a like a detective figure who yes. rolls into the story yeah you he know, has he's that not determination as, he's kind of like always yelling at price trying to get the next answer and he's the one that's constantly and he's he's more um the way he plays him too john kerr it's a lot stronger stronger than the the previous lead uh just because yeah the way he plays and like i said there is that strong determination he is just rifling through hallways looking for elizabeth and and screaming at whoever is in front of him to get answers like he has a real strength to him and i think it balances it well just in the sense we were talking about like the energy that price gives off compared to some of his counter uh stars and um yeah i think i think kerr holds his own in this one in that sense for sure yeah, well, and, and, and some of the, you know, just putting them through the kind of ringer that we see Price go through psychologically when he is being haunted, when they hear, you know, heart music throughout the castle, which they think might be the ghost of Elizabeth. And you just have Vincent Price being like, I know that music anywhere. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he had, and, you know. And honestly, him, watching House of Usher first. And, and knowing that you see these similarities and you want, especially when you watch them back to back, you have this al already this idea that Price's character saying these things is maybe gaslighting you again. Like you're, he's setting you up for another thing where yeah. he, he's he's the one that's pulling the strings. And it is. Yeah. W which the detective thinks briefly, right, too. Right. Like course. it's this whole thing yeah. where it's like, you know, was she interred prematurely like his mother was? Um, and now roams the castle as like the spirit haunting them for this crime. You know, like Elizabeth's room is making noises, her portrait is vandalized, her rings are showing up in strange places.